This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Welcome to Basement Booker's episode 201, the first episode of 2000, the year of our Lord, 2018. My name is Jerry on the spot, and with with Richard Riz, the, the, the forever challenger. Praise Vince Almighty that was still here, episode 201. We, we thank Vince... Vince Almighty for, for his contribution and giving us something to talk about. And for not squashing our podcast yet. Every Saturday and for hopefully, uh, purchasing our podcast for a healthy sum. Yes. And, and in order to facilitate that, we gotta bring you first, the, the, the appetizers, the, the formerly known as veggies, the, the opening salvo, the, the, the pre ejaculate. If you will, well, I'll tell you, you know, if you like, we could do some foreplay. Like, if you if we're gonna call the appetizer pre ejaculate, we could do some foreplay first, if you want. This this, this is not physical. Uh, this this is just taking a dark turn. Uh, listen, Rich, you, you got you. I got, was just I was just gonna ask, how was your New Year's? My New Year's was warm, good, and cozy. That's good, and and the best because we spent it home together my fiance and i mm-hmm. uh i don't know if you know this which there is but i am engaged yes. uh, to be wed uh, i'm officially definitely more so than before off the market uh for uh my soul has been encased in some sort of gem and placed on the ring of another i can hear the cries from the female yes. members and some of the male members of our book of verse yes i would like all of you to stop uh, sending me DMs and, uh, close your DMs. Yeah. It, it's over. Um, I'm, I'm in it for friendship now, uh, because I could still have friends. And a wise man once said, uh, why, why, why have en- enemies when, when I can have more friends? Uh, Rich, wh- how was your, uh, New Year's, uh, Eve? And were you off of work the next day? I was off work the next day. Me too. It is one of the few non-Jewish holidays of the year that my company closes. Excellent. Um, well, at least for, at least the offices. The store itself was open. Um, we stayed, we were at a friend's house in Staten Island for the ball drop and we watched on Channel 7 on, uh, sorry, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve special. With that son of a bitch ride, Seacrest. And Jenny McCarthy is still has a job apparently. She 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 she's got skills. And Mariah Carey on air. I didn't actually see what how it transpired, but I'm pretty positive she kidnapped a kid. I'm just saying. Really? Yes. Well, I think she wants to have kids. Did I she have? A, I don't remember if she was pregnant or not. Maybe. She was, she's married to Nick Cannon, right? Not anymore. Oh, uh, uh. You gotta stay on a, on the pulse. I'm out of loop, man. Entertainment here. Listen, speaking of entertainment. She just looked cold. Everyone looked cold. And wait, were you watching the special? Well, uh, the, the last five Eve? minutes to watch the ball drop. Did you watch anything after it? Uh, I saw Britney Spears. Okay. So you saw, like, right after the ball dropped, Times Square cleared out. People there were frigid and i am so glad i'm not one of those idiots i heard you have to actually pay to get into times square on new year's eve what a what a what a good move <laughs> i yeah i mean because i they use the funds to pay for the cleanup which makes a shitload of sense that does and and if you if you go to watch the ball drop you're an idiot listen <laughs> i i think this is one of those antiquated things like, first of all, I'm pretty sure you live in New York City. You don't go there. Right. You just don't exactly. go. It's a tourist thing. We mm-hmm. were speaking about this at my place of employment. And pretty much it's it's tourists. Tourists go there. And that's fine. That brings us money. Mm-hmm. Not really us money, but the city money. I'm not even going to go into corrupt officials or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
the the fact well, I don't even know. Fuck that. You know what? <laughs> if you go see the ball drop, you're an idiot. Uh, unless you have like VIP shit and you you're friends with Ryan Seacrest, uh, you touch Mariah Carey's titty, which I'm heard is not okay. I'm, I'm right. saying that's not okay. But if she says you can, then it's okay. Yes. Yes. Um, first of all, if you're a New Yorker, you know better. You just know better. It's too cold. It was brick. It was just brickety brick out. It wasn't cold. No, thank you. This whole, the whole, by the way, the whole two weeks, I've been thinking about, uh, Mr. Bricky Royal Rumble. Yes. The return. Because, because it's been so cold. I, like, I say brick every day. Oh. Kids still say that? Yeah, bro. Okay. Yeah, I checked. All right, cool. And go again back to the the ball dropping thing. You can't see it if you're like ninety percent of the people that go there can't actually see it. They have to watch it on the screen. I equate it to having shitty seats at a wrestling show. Yeah, you, you should have just stayed home. The, you get a better sh- view from home. Like you might see the first second or two, and then it's you know the buildings, it's height, a whole line of sight issue. No. Yeah, I don't know. I hear it's warmer if you're huddled up with people and it's all the people, but I don't like people. That's too much people. Mm -hmm. That's too much humanity. And shit could go down. Thankfully, nothing went down, but no Nothing we heard of went down. Well, I know. Well, we would have heard something if something went down. Yeah, social media is pretty far out there. Unless unless their hands got frozen, stuck to their phones when they were trying to record or whatever. If you're doing that, you should have just stayed home. Have a have a New Year's Eve party with your friends, or sit sit home alone with your lotion in the dark, ah. crying, or use your tears. Doesn't matter. It's okay to be alone. It's all right. We were all alone one time. I remember New Year's Eve is alone. Doesn't mm. matter. But not anymore, bitch. Anyway, it's 2018, ah. and we're gonna start. We're gonna start 2018 with a with a with a. I don't know if it's a bang, really. I, I can't talk it up. Well, we're gonna start with some appetizers, and then we're gonna get two episodes. Yeah. Right. All right. Wait. Before you do that, okay. I'd like to save, uh, just in case. Go back. Yeah. All right. So we got appetizers. We got three pieces of news and one rumor, sort of a rumor. Let's hit the news first. According to F4W Online, Dean Ambrose is expected to miss close to the nine months that WWE is claiming, which sucks. That sucks for Dean Ambrose. Yeah, so and us. Yeah, so Survivor Series, maybe SummerSlam. Did you just say Survivor Series? Yeah, we just passed Survivor Series. Exactly. Wow. It, like if it goes the full nine months, he will miss SummerSlam. Survivor Series is the next big pay per view. That's a pregnancy. It is. Just keep saying that. Is Dean Ambrose pregnant? Ooh. Maybe his tricep was pregnant. That's. Ooh. Uh, maybe it's a sore subject for him. I don't know. Who don't knows? Know. You giving birth through your tricep muscle could be difficult. I well, we know Renee's not pregnant. She was on TV. Yeah. Uh, good interaction with her this week, but we'll get to that later. Maybe. Unless we can talk about it now. I don't remember. Well, I mean, obviously it was on was Well, let's Kevin take Owens? it up with the producers. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Um, was Owens that said that he... No, that's Matt Dunn. Uh, I'm going to let you hang yourself. <laughs> give yourself enough rope. <laughs> and I know you're not going to edit this. You're going to leave all this in. All of this in. All of it. You're gonna... I'm all in. You see, that's the difference between me editing and you editing. You allow me to sound like the idiot I am. Uh, hello. I, try, I, I allow <laughs> myself to sound like the idiot that I am. Uh, let me go back to my notes. Who said something? Someone said something. Are you talking about Samoa Joe? Yeah, that was okay. Sorry. The other you guy. Compl- you confused fat men. I did. I confused fat athletic men. Yeah. Well, I think Samoa Joe is more fit than Kevin Owens because Samoa Joe doesn't have to wear a shirt. True. But they're both athletic, which was what I said. I didn't make any sort of claims about fit. I did. I know. It's okay. Okay. Um, great insult. Well, what do you say? A house husband? I think so. Great. Yeah. Um, way to, way to demasculate him in front of his wife. Seriously. Because we all know. Yeah. 
Uh, so that was good. I like that. I like that interaction. Um, so a fan apparently bought a ring-worn Sasha Banks shirt from WWE's auction site. Okay. And found two of her hairs embedded in the shirt. So he he sold them on eBay for oh, forty bucks. He sold two strands of her weave for mm-hmm. forty dollars. Yep, thirty nine ninety nine. The shirt was worn on the September eighteenth episode of Raw. Amazing, amazing. So now we're gonna have Sasha Banks clones. Not if it's weave. Anna, just kidding. A clone <laughs> of her weave. You, you'll you'll get a clone of something that looks a lot more like Mister Ed, probably. Yeah, I was just gonna say it could be a horse. Of course. I think that's what that is, right? A lot of them. Yeah. As a thank you to their employees for working on Christmas Day for the first time in Raw's history, WWE treated everyone to a Christmas party after the show and paid for their hotels and accommodations for both Monday and Tuesday. Wow. That's amazing. That's pretty great. That's something you do right before you fuck them over by selling your stocks. What? <laughs> oh yeah, that that did happen too. That and wait, no, he that, sold the socks earlier. Yeah, but like I heard that their stock went. That's what happens. They you, drop down points anytime anyone sells. Let's say one person sells one share of stock. Yeah, no, but it's like there are no other other transactions for that stock. That stock price will go down. Because, but it's like McMahon though. Wouldn't that drop it too? Because like if it's him, it's like wait well, a minute. Yes and no. The only reason why it would is if people say, holy shit, Vince McMahon is selling his own stock. I need to offload my stock. I need to sell the stock I have. So it causes uh, it causes a ripple effect of other people losing com- losing confidence in the company and selling the stock that they already own. Oh, okay. We should buy stock in Alpha Entertainment. Should we? I think we should. I think it might be the future. I think I'm taking a, well... This is sort of the se- second outing for Vince in this field. And I believe he's smart enough to learn from his mistakes. Oh. I hope. I think I think he learned. And I think the XFL <laughs> might be able to compete with the NFL this year. Wow, you said it. <laughs> or when they come. That's right. That's right. Bring, bring on the hitmen. Yeah. Well, I think he watched that 30 for Dirty as like, talking shit. <laughs> I'll show you. We're gonna do it again. Oh, you think he's just he saw that shit and he decided to swing his big dick around? I think so. I think the, his spaldings swole Jeez. up. <laughs> Great fruits. <laughs> he should call it the NXFL. The new XFL? I don't know. Just I'm just thinking like NXT sort of NFL, but not and like NFL. Remember the WBF? Yeah. That was completely different. Makes sense. That uh, well, th- see that partnership made sense because we know Vince likes big men. He likes bodybuilding. Yeah. So that made sense. What I, I don't know what happened with that. Did it just fold? I guess. Eh, whatever. And in our rumor this week, if Carmella's Instagram is any indication, it seems that she and Big Cass broke up. Yes. Ah, who cares? As she's removed all references to him, including the recent post announcing that they had just bought a house together. I'm pretty happy for Carmella that she finally came to her senses and realized that he's just a big ass. Imagine he like the way the way he talks when he's cutting a promo is the way he actually talks in real life. Hey, babe, where is my deodorant? <laughs> If you can't find it, I got one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. You know, I feel I feel like this is great for her career, because as soon as Edzo got rid of Cass, you know, he just started doing big things, and Carmella gets rid of big Cass. She's Miss Money in the Bank. She's mm-hmm. going to be the women's champion. Mm-hmm. You know, first ever and two times. Look, wow, what a, what a, what a, what an incredible uh, of an outcome. Uh, the the whole the summation of this is uh, big cast. You're a loser. Uh, I don't know you personally, but as a character, you are a loser. I, 
Yeah. That reminds me, that second Money in the Bank ladder match, was that technically her defending the Money in the Bank? Or did they strip it from her and then redo it? I think they strip it from her and redo it. I think that's better. I think stripping her is always good. Yeah. Um, yes. I actually, WWE had a, a poll on their website asking who they think will have the uh, biggest breakout year 2018. And I voted for Carmella. All right. Well, she should. She's got time to cash that baby in. Yeah, I think she. I think she was third behind Samoa Joe, and I don't recall who else. I don't consider Samoa right. Joe having a breakout year. He got F five and pinned. Well, we're talking about twenty eighteen. Oh, going forward. Yeah. All right. Well, considering he just lost to Roman Reigns clean, I don't know. I guess. But he is Roman Reigns. Exactly. It's like saying, oh, shit, he lost to John Cena. Now, if he lost to Kurt Hawkins... Kurt Hawkins, the undefeated he's the un- of 2018. <laughs> yeah. He should go 178-0 to, to, to counter his 0-178. I still have... A, actually, if they did that, it would make perfect sense. 50-50 booking. What a clever <laughs> gimmick. I don't know if that was intentional or just worked out that way. Doesn't matter. Well, are you ready? Oh, shit. That's it? That's it. Okay. It's all four. Wow. Are you ready? Riz is raw. Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. Good. As always, Riz is raw starts with a recap of last week's raw. I thought you was going to say it's brought to you by. <laughs> no. Mainly to remind myself of what happened. To remind you of what happened. Oh, yeah, because I'm the one who needs reminding. Well, okay. whatever. <laughs> and like I said last time, having the recap here, it helps me write the episode because I see what I need to follow up on. Understood. So the recap goes as follows. Last week, the Authors of Pain beat Brizango to continue their ongoing chapter of dominance. Sasha Banks slapped Emma backstage and then Emma beat Sasha with the Emma Lock after a highly technical match. Austin Aries tells the Riz that he'd rather face Rusev in a last man standing match on next week's episode of Raw rather than face Shinsuke Nakamura in a rematch for his U.S. championship because he needs to put Rusev in his rear view if he wants to succeed. Dasha reveals a rumor that Blake and Murphy, Blake and Murphy have found a manager and weren't at Raw because they were training with this mystery person. Darren Young reveals that he's recruited the Iron Sheik as his manager to counter Bob Backlund in his ongoing feud with Ryback. And Dean Ambrose beat Kofi Kingston with Dirty Deeds, taking a successful first step towards earning a Raw contract and a tag title opportunity. Segment 1. Rich the Riz is in his office talking to Dasha when Dean Ambrose walks in. Rich says, Dean, what's up? What can I do for you? Hey, um, do you think if I win my match against Woods tonight, you could make my match against Big E for later in the night? What? Why would you want to have two matches in one night? Ambrose responds, I kind of want to get this thing over so I can get my contract and my title shot. Riz says, Dean, I know you like to do things differently from everyone else, and it served you well in your career so far, but there's too much on the line for you right now. If I agree to that, and you beat Woods but lose to Big E, then I'm partially to blame for you being out of a job, and I can't have that. But, Dean, I won't do it. I'm sorry, but I really think this is best. Why don't you go and get ready for your match with Woods? Dean looks down at his tape fists, tank top, and jeans, and shrugs. Nothing more to do, but alright. And he walks off. Sorry, Dasha, what did you want to know? Dasha says, Well, the WWE Universe has been wondering how your investigation into Bray Wyatt and Dolph Ziggler's interference in the Booker series men's elimination match is going. You didn't offer any updates last week. Riz looks stressed. Well, I've been combing through all the footage that's been posted to social media with the hashtag RawGotScrewed. I plan on revealing what I've found so far later tonight. Segment 2. The Usos come out talking. Deep down line. Deep water. Deep down line. All pain. You guys have run rush out all of this tag division. Yeah, oos. But now, you're out with the cream of the crop. You're facing the Samoan dynasty tonight. And we're going to put an abrupt end to this book of yours. Yeah, oos. The authors of pain come out and the fight is on. Uso's put up a good fight. Better than most so far. But fall to the authors of pain. After the match, Paul Ellering takes the mic. There will be no abrupt end to this book. The only end is with my Authors of Pain as your undefeated, undisputed tag team champions. The Ascension then come out to the stage. Connor says, Hey Authors, don't think you're gonna just run through this whole tag division. 
We just spoke with the Riz, and we're facing you next week. Victor says, Yeah, in case you haven't noticed, the Uso is the only team you've beaten so far that's had any real success here. So, with no disrespect to the other teams, congrats on your first real win. Next week, after you lose, you can start on your second draft. Oh. Segment 3. Emma beats Peyton Royce pretty quickly with the Emma Lock. Post-match, Dasha asks Emma, Emma, ever since your tag match with Asuka where you won without getting in the ring, we've seen more technical and vicious offense from you. Can you tell us what that's all about? Emma says, That match I had with Asuka woke me up to the fact that dancing and popping bubbles doesn't win you championships. Being focused on the task at hand, which should be defeating your opponent as soundly as possible, wins championships, and that's what I'm here to do. And she walks over. The announcers put over her newfound intensity and focus, and how Bailey has a bigger target on her back than ever. Segment 4. Mike Rome here, backstage for our weekly Backstage with Blake and Murphy segment, and I found someone who may have a clue as to where the fan favorites are. A production assistant walks up, headset on and everything. Joey, tell us what you saw. Well, Mr. Rome, I saw two guys that look like Blake and Murphy get into a black Cadillac and drive off. Mike lowers the mic as if he doesn't want to be heard, but he is anyway. Looked like you told me you saw them. Uh, I think it was them. I couldn't really tell. They are far away and it's dark. <coughs> he raises the mic again. Well, folks, it seems like we have a possible Blake and Murphy sighting. If I hear anything else, I'll let you know. Graves and Cole joke about what a crappy reporter Mike Rome is. Booker tries to get in on it, but then they, they just go silent on him. Wow. No love for Book. Damn. It's racist. Ah. Oh. Segment 5. Samoa Joe versus Zack Ryder. The announcers put over the fact that if Zack Ryder wins, he's got to be added to the conversation as the number one contender to the global championship, as he's undefeated from his, from, as he's undefeated since splitting from his former tag team partner, Mojo Rawley. Both men come out hitting hard and fast, but Joe's size and power are too much for the former broski to overcome, and Joe beats Zack Ryder with a muscle buster. Segment 6. Kevin Owens barges into Riz's office. Two weeks ago at Booker Series, I beat three other men to become the number one contender to Austin Aries' U.S. Championship. Since then, seeming as punishment for Aries being eliminated by Kid Kayak, you gave Shinsuke Nakamura a match against Aries for his U.S. title, which he won, becoming the new U.S. Champion. What happened to my match, huh? Riz responds, First of all, I'm really tired of people just barging in here. I think I'm going to get put in for a secretary. Other than that, you have a point, and I want you to know that I haven't forgotten about you. Owen says, Okay, I want my shot at the Booker Rumble pay-per-view. Riz responds, Now, before I agree to that, I was about to say that you can have your match at the U.S. Championship next week on Raw because you're in the Rumble match. I can either pull you from the Rumble match or you could wrestle both for the U.S. title and in the Rumble match or maybe I should just take the U.S. title match next week. And Riz responds, That sounds like a good idea. Good talk. Kevin Owens exits. Riz says, I really need a secretary. Because that's going to stop them. Unless you get a man. I can get a man. Because men could be secretaries too. I, I can get a mechretary. You just say secretary, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's 2018, bro. Yeah. Segment 7. GM Rich LaRiz comes out to address the crowd. Before I discuss the Booker Series incident, I'd first like to announce that, as champions, Shinsuke Nakamura... And the best tag team in WWE, The New Day, are among Raw's participants for the Booker Rumble. Also at the Booker Rumble, Samoa Joe will get his rematch against AJ Styles for the Global Championship. Now for the elephant in the room. First, I'd like to thank everyone for taking to social media with the hashtag RawGotScrewed. Your outpouring of support has been amazing and it seems like we got videos from everyone who was in attendance that night. I selected what I feel are the best videos and I'm going to show them to you now. Here's one from Jimmy McGee, who was up in section 314. Footage from the fans' camera phone is shown. We see Brock eliminate Roman and lock eyes with Cesaro, and the lights go out. We hear the same buzzing we heard at Booker Series, and a fans' camera flash briefly reveals Bray Wyatt and Dolph Ziggler in the corner, with Bray's arms outstretched. All of a sudden, the video feed becomes too distorted to make anything out, and finally clears when the spotlights come on, revealing Bray and Dolph in the corner, seemingly not having moved, and Brock laying prone. Riz comes back. Now let's see footage from Jenna Brown, who is sitting closer in section 106. We see Brock staring at Cesaro, lights go out, buzzing, distortion, spotlights. And this one from Maria Rubio, who is sitting much closer in section 7. Staring, lights, buzzing, distortion, spotlights. 
Unfortunately, every video we received is exactly like these. I was really hoping I could go to the board of directors with some evidence that Bray and Dahl physically did something to incapacitate the beast, but as you can see, something distorted the video taken by everyone that was recording at that moment. Maybe it was a solar flare, maybe gamma rays, or maybe Bray Wyatt does have some supernatural abilities. Whatever it was that took out Brock Lesnar and ruined all those videos, it wasn't physical. Last I checked the WWE rulebook, there's nothing against non-physical contact, magical or otherwise. And I think if I went to the board with these videos claiming that Bray hexed Brock Lesnar, I might end up out of a job. So that pursuit is over. I have, however, spoken to Paul Heyman, who faxed, nope, nope, emailed me, Brock Lesnar's doctor's results, and the beast is clear to return when he so chooses. Pause for cheers. Now, without any further ado, we have a last man standing main event to get to. <laughs> main event. Austin Aries versus Rusev, the last man standing match. Aries comes out first, and Rusev makes him wait. When Rusev finally gets to ringside, Aries dives outside onto him, and the match has officially begun. The announcers put over how this is one of the most heated rivalries in recent Raw history. After a flurry of offense, Aries gets Rusev over near the announce desk, but Rusev creates some space after hitting Aries in the gut with a chair. He then tosses the hood off the desk and grabs one of the monitors, apparently looking to put Aries out of action the way Aries did to him, but Aries ducks and the monitor flies into the ring post. Lana, looking ravishing as ever, is shouting encouragement for her husband from the safety of the stage. She has her heels off in case she needs to get out of the way quickly. Rusev goes for the monitor again, but Aries has a kendo stick and lights, Rusev, lights up Rusev's back and chest with it. He then gets behind the brute and starts choking him out with it, and it's all legal. Rusev is fading, he's down to one knee, but he reaches up and grabs Aries by the back of the neck and flips him over himself onto the floor. Rusev takes just a moment to try to catch his breath, then starts putting the boots to Aries, who starts crawling under the ring. Rusev pulls him out, but Aries has a fire extinguisher, which he shoots right in Rusev's face. Now he really can't breathe, and Aries try again tries to choke him out with the kendo stick. Rusev's down to a knee then on all fours, then on his belly, and he looks like he's out. Ares is holding on just in case, while the ref is pleading with him, concerned that he'll do permanent damage. Ares finally lets go, and the ref begins the count. One. Two. Three. Four. At five, Rusev starts to stir. By eight, Rusev's up to a knee, and at nine, Rusev is up. But he eats a chair shot right to the face as soon as he turns around. Ares was ready. At the four count... Rusev rolls onto his stomach and up to all fours. By eight, Rusev is up, but Ares flies off the top turnbuckle with a chair. But Rusev either collapsed or ducked out of the way, and Ares crashes through the announce table. By four, Ares starts stirring, but he's holding his ribs and really wincing. By seven, Ares finally manages to pull himself to his feet with the help of the barricade, but Rusev is ready with the same chair that Ares was about to use, and wobs him right in the back on the same side as the injured ribs, and Ares is back down, writhing in pain. He may have cracked or broken ribs as he now is seemingly having trouble breathing. It takes till the count of seven before Ares is able to pull himself up again. But he, uh, sorry, before he's able to try to pull himself up again, but he doesn't seem to have the strength to do it. Rusev slams the chair into Ares one more time for good measure and Ares is screaming in pain. Graves is livid on the microphone, says it has to stop and he runs down to ringside. But Rusev shoves him down and shouts at him, go back to your announce table. In the meantime, the ref is at 8, 9, 10, and Rusev wins as Ares couldn't back, get back to his feet by the count of 10, and he's really having a hard time. Corey Graves isn't done, though, as he gets up, gets into the ring, turns to celebrating Rusev around, and punches him dead in the face. Rusev is shocked, but Graves isn't done, and he kicks Rusev in the stomach, hits the ropes, and delivers a perfect curb stomp to the Bulgarian Brute. He looks down at Rusev, then at Ares, who is crawling away from the doctors who are trying to get him onto a stretcher, and heads back to the announce desk, where Cole and Booker T are in shock. Graves then says, Sorry I had to leave you guys, but I had to make sure Rusev didn't do more than he needed to. I've known Ares for a long time, and since I'm now cleared to wrestle again, I figured I'd dip my toe back in the water. Cole and Booker T are shocked as we go off the air. Is that your oh shit? Kinda. Are you gonna like make- I said, it's not an oh shit, it's a oh... Oh, okay. Uh, that's more like... Okay. Ah! Uh, okay. Or like, uh, uh, Is that like his finishing move? No. His fin- his finisher was, um... Uh, 
some knee submission hold. I don't remember. I guess it's not as impactful. Right. Yeah, I needed uh, I needed a physical finisher, and since I'm not using Seth. You hate Rusev, don't you? No. You just buried him. I didn't bury him. A guy who's not clear to wrestle, he is. who hasn't wrestled in God knows how long, just curb stopped him. And we haven't seen Corey Graves without his suit on. We don't know how jacked he is under there. It doesn't matter how jacked you are. You have to have conditioning. How, how do we know he doesn't? It's in his hair. His hair, hair conditioning. <laughs> it's not that kind of conditioning. <laughs> oh. We're not talking about... Corey's fantastic hair. No. So you didn't have Blake Murphy on again? Right. Okay. But they had a segment. Not necessarily. They weren't there. Oh, maybe. Possibly. But possible. Blake and Murphy's hiding, getting into the back of a black Cadillac. You're a tease. There's no Blake and Murphy in this episode. But they were talked about. We want Blake and Murphy. We do want Blake and Murphy. The universe. Book of verse. Tweet at the Riz, hashtag where my Murphy <laughs> or hashtag where my Blake. Hashtag where my Blake Murphy. Hashtag where Balake. Voice voice your displeasure at, at his uh lack uh at his lack of Blake Murphy. Balake Murphy. Black Murphy. Okay, I'm just gonna This this episode of Jared Smackdown is brought to you by me, because I'm reading it. Here is a recap of the last impossibly chaotic episode of Jer Smackdown. If I don't remember what I did, how will you? The main event saw Finn Balor take on Braun Strowman when the masked assailants returned once again and they attacked Braun Strowman and Finn Balor. Raw superstar Seth Rollins is revealed as a member of the mysterious Now Trio. That's right, there are three now, and one of them's got a flamethrower, keeping security at bay. Seth Rollins attacked Mr. McMahon, and he got put through a table, just like Strowman and Finn Balor. It's Tuesday morning, it's Tuesday morning, and Angelo Dawkins just got off the phone with the board of directors. The board determined that Dawkins was in no way involved with what happened last week to Mr. McMahon. As a precaution... Anytime something like this happens, the board always does a thorough investigation just to make sure. They call it plant the invasion plan. Anyway, the Strowman plan failed. Dawkins didn't see the third man coming. He didn't see a flamethrower coming or barbed wire wrapped stairs. I'm a man of many talents. Predicting the future isn't one of them, he said. The SmackDown Championship match at Booker Series is still on. Finn Balor had no intention of giving up his title opportunity. He would come to SmackDown and, quote, call out Seth Rollins and his two little balls. Using social media, Dawkins sent an invitation to Seth Rollins and his mystery partners. It was an open invitation to come to SmackDown. The ratings were through the roof when they showed up last time. If the chairman wasn't comatose, he would approve. It's what best for, it's what's best for business, Dawkins thought. Flamethrowers were of course banned from the arena. As a precaution, he banned all sorts of weapons. Burning everything down had to be a metaphor, right? He asked. <laughs> if you asked me a month ago, I would say yes, Kane answered. However, Del Rio is still missing, presumed dead. Dawkins was going over his show notes, so he didn't even look at Kane when he responded. You have a point. Uh, fast forward to the, the night of the SmackDown. It's time, Kane said. The arena was sold out. There were signs everywhere. Some said, burn it down. Others say, Rollins regime. Numerous Balor Club signs and, have you seen me? Del Rio signs. Dawkins and Kane make their way to the ring. As you all know, tonight Seth Rollins and his two flunkies will be here tonight. And as a precaution, I have tightened up security. So they're only allowed in 
through one entrance and one entrance alone. Every superstar has been warned that no harm will come to Seth Rollins or his two guys because they're going to be coming into the ring uninterrupted. Now we got a big show tonight. I'm going to get out of here and let the matches speak for themselves. I hope you all enjoy yourselves and just remember anything can and will happen on SmackDown because we are the gold standard. And before we leave, I just want to address Rich the Riz and applaud him on not being such a sore loser, doing actual research, and let him know that I'm not upset that he didn't apologize for accusing my show of being anything but above board. Anyhow, let's get this party started. Segment one is what I would say if I had segments. But really, I have a list. And from then, it's any man's game. The first contest is scheduled for one fall. Shut up. And it is a tag team bout. Roman Reigns and Randy Orton, the tag team champions, have a non-title match versus American Alpha, the team of Chad, Mr. Smackdown Gable, and Jason Jordan. Roman Reigns and Randy Orton, they come to the ring together because they both have egos and they're not doing who gets to go first. So there's no who's on first, is they're out together. What music? No music. It doesn't matter. Uh, Randy Orton, uh, lost the coin toss. So Roman Reigns is in first and he's taking on Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan and Roman Reigns. Boy, what, what a, what a, what a contest. Use your imaginations. Uh, remember that match that Roman Reigns had with Jason Jordan that time? Well, they're doing that right here. Only this time, Jason Jordan, uh, just he can't handle the the ferocity of Roman Reigns and, and his fortitude, so he tags out. He tags in uh, uh, the Chad, Mister Smackdown, Gable, and of course Roman Reigns. He he tags in Randy Orton because he doesn't he do, he doesn't want none of that. He's he's gonna share the 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 ring the ring the square circle with his tag team partner to show that he's not he's not a hog in the spotlight. He's no Dean Ambrose. Uh, Roman Reigns isn't. Uh, Randy Orton uh, hits an RKO on Chad Gable out of nowhere, only for Jason Jordan to interrupt the pin. Chad Gable and Randy Orton brawl to the outside. Roman Reigns uninterested because he he was told by Randy to stay out of his business. They have tag team partners, but Randy Orton can handle himself. Uh, so Randy Orton, uh, he, he throws Chad Gable into the steps and, uh, Chad Gable, he, he limps inside to the ring and, and gets hit with another RKO, but this time from somewhere and Randy Orton gets the pin. Roman Reigns and Randy Orton beat American Alpha in a non-title match. Uh, we're backstage now with, uh, Angelo Dawkins and Kane. When Kid Kayak walks in, Dawkins, what, are you crazy? Uh, no, Kayak, I'm not the crazy one, remember? You're the eccentric one. <laughs> That's your thing. Well, though, what I'm saying is, you invited, you let Finn Balor call out Seth Rollins. You, you invited Seth Rollins and those two guys we don't even know who these guys are or if they're even wrestlers. Look, kid, I understand that you're worried and you're concerned because we're friends. But at the end of the day, I am the GM of SmackDown, the gold standard. Whoa, hey, man, I don't like where this is going. Are you trying to big time me, bro? I'm not trying to big time you. 
But what I will tell you is, you have a match against Chris Jericho, and it starts, you might want to get out there. Oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> all right. I got you. I could take on Chris Jericho, but when I'm done with breaking the walls down, you're gonna, we're gonna talk about this. That's right, kid. We are gonna talk about this because I bought you your favorite, a sack of 10 from the White Castle. What's your choice of beverage? Well, I, I gotta win. I gotta win. Kid Kayak runs out. Chris Jericho is in the ring and he's running down uh, the audience doing a little crowd work, if you will. You're all a bunch of pathetic sycophants and hypocrites. I'm saying the same thing I did last week. You're all sons of bitches. That's why you're not allowed to come to any of the Fozzie concerts because you're terrible people. You're not as good as the people of Canada, eh? Kid Kayak, his music comes on and he, he, he heads down to the ring and he's got a microphone. Chris Jericho, you're a dick. And he drops the microphone. He, he charges Chris Jericho and they're just brawling. Chris Jericho, the wily veteran, uh, ducks down, uh, under Kid Kayak trying to do a, a clothesline on him for some reason. Uh, they're fighting a lot. Uh, Chris Jericho goes to hit the, uh, lion salt. But, that doesn't work because Kid Kayak puts up the knees. Why does Chris Jericho keep trying that move? I'll never know. <laughs> Kid Kayak hits Chris Jericho with a paddle kick and he's about to go to recover. But Liv Morgan is back. She's back down there at ringside and for some reason interferes with Kid Kayak and Chris Jericho, uh, rolls up Kid Kayak and, and, and gets the win. Kid Kayak is beside himself. So he's like, he goes and he picks up. What is your problem, lady? I didn't do anything to you. I don't even know you. And Liv Morgan flips him the bird and leaves. Chris Jericho, he, he leaves. He's got his hand on the back of his head. He raises up his arm the Chris Jericho way, and he, he's victorious right right there and then. I picture that's exactly how he does it. Yeah, right? Uh, backstage, uh, we are once again uh, Angelo Dawkins and Kane going over uh, what looks to be some sort of diagram. Dawkins, uh, why, what is... Liv Morgan interfered in my match again. Look, man, I'm sorry about that, kid. But guess what? I'm gonna I put Liv Morgan in a match versus Becky Lynch, and don't you worry, because Becky Lynch she's she's one tough lass. You know they call her the last kicker, right? They do call her that. That means she's gonna kick her ass, right? No, no, kick her lass. We we go to the ring. So it's Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch. Apparently Liv Morgan didn't have to go far because she's still there. Uh, Becky Lynch goes out there and they're fighting. Uh, Becky Lynch is, 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 is they're evenly matched. Uh, Liv Morgan, you know, being trained by Triple H, uh, she's got, she's got hard hitting hands. Hit, hands of stone, if even. But that's not enough because Becky Lynch, she, she's, uh, got her into this armor. When Nia Jax comes out, oh, Nia Jax tosses Liv Morgan out of the ring. Becky Lynch gets disqualified because, you know, that's how it works. Um, Angelo Dawkins comes out. Hey, stop this right now. Becky Lynch, guess what? Because Nia Jax can't seem to keep her hands off of you. And you can't keep your hands off Nia Jax. At the Booker Rumble, Nia Jax is going to defend her title against Charlotte Flair against Becky Lynch. Triple threat match for the Women's Championship. Uh, Dawkins uh, is backstage, uh, barely making it back to his office. When he's accosted, uh, not accosted really, uh, Renee Young is 
is asking him, Mr. Dawkins, uh, you seem to be a little bit on edge today. Is everything all right? Oh, Renee. Renee, you, you caught me at a, a great moment right now. You see, I want to reassure the SmackDown fans that Angelo Dawkins has everything under control. You see, sometimes you got to bring down the hammer because otherwise people think they can do whatever they want. You see, I'm a calm, collected person most times, but sometimes you just got to be a little assertive because after last week, after this, this, these, the, listen, flamethrowers are scary things. And luckily no one was burned or needed medical attention. And I take threats very seriously, especially since we still don't know if Del Rio is alive or dead. And Seth Rollins threatened to burn everything down. Now, if you excuse me, I've got things to do. And Angelo Dawkins makes his way to his office. The next match is Sami Zayn versus Sheamus and Mark Henry in a handicap match. Sheamus and Mark Henry fuck Sami Zayn up. End of match. What did Sami Zayn ever do to Angelo Dawkins? Nothing. It's what Sami Zayn did to me. Okay. He's on my roster. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even fair. No, it's not. But guess what? It's my fucking fantasy land. <laughs> um, okay. So the next match is uh, Luke Harper versus the born Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler appears in the ring out of a flash of white light before Luke Harper, who looks lost, but he is now found with a pin when Dolph Ziggler kicks his ass because fuck him. All right. Uh, backstage again. Backstage, I guess. I apologize, everyone. Um, Triple H is backstage and he, he needs to talk to Dawkins. Dawkins, what are you going to do about Vince McMahon? He was attacked by those men, and I want a piece of them. Well, I'm glad you're here, Triple H, because I'd like for you and Braun Strowman to have Finn Balor's back tonight when he faces off against Seth Rollins and his two guys. Because it's supposed to be a conversation in that ring to find out why the hell they're doing this. But I don't trust them, especially after last week, especially what they did to your father-in-law and the chairman of this fine organization that we work for. That's a great plan. I'm gonna go. And Triple H goes out there, and him and Braun Strowman, they're out there later because I forgot there's a real main event coming up. Uh, That's later showdown thing okay but for the smackdown fans we have the miz getting his rematch for the intercontinental championship against elias samson or elias so elias comes out and he's the intercontinental champion and he's feeling pretty confident because he believes in himself uh the miz is out with maurice and the Miz, he's got something to say. Elias, you got lucky last time when I didn't even know I had a match. Because I don't got time to read emails. But guess what? I have an assistant now. And my assistant is coming out right now. And his assistant is Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz is wearing a, a suit. He's got a bow tie. He's got black glasses. Elias Sampson. The Miz is going to defeat you by any means necessary. Okay. Anyway, uh, The Miz uh, faces off against Elias, and, and guess what? Skull-crushing finale. Elias kicks out. Uh, this, 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 you know, it's a match. So moves are happening here. Fists are being thrown. Kicks. Punches. Uh... The referee's back was turned and the Miz hit a low blow on Elias. But 
Elias Doe sold it because he's wearing a cup. He was ready. And the Miz is, is, uh, he loses. Elias wins because he's Elias and he retains. Anyhow, Finn Balor is out and he's got Triple H and Braun Strowman without him, with him. Seth Rollins, get your arse out here because Finn Balor's here. He's ready for you this time. He's got friends in high places. I'm talking, of course, about Braun Strowman, who's very tall. And Triple H right here, he is the king of kings. And he's very upset that his father-in-law is in a coma. They say he's comatose. You don't see John Cena out here. I just wanted to say John Cena. <laughs> Finn Balor's here. The Balor Club is represented here worldwide. And we're, that's right, we're here and we are very upset with you, Seth Rollins. So bring your ass out here. Everyone's waiting in anticipation. Seth Rollins is still not here. Finn Balor is not afraid of any man, woman, beast, or non-binary androids. Finn Balor's here, and he wants you right now. Seth Rollins shows up on the on on the big screen. Finn Balor, I took you out in our Universal Championship match, and. And I'd take you out right here, right now, if I was there. You see, Seth Rollins doesn't go anywhere because he's commanded to be there. Seth Rollins does what Seth Rollins wants to do. So hopefully you can understand me now that I'm speaking your language, chump. Well, that's all well and good, Seth Rollins, but that just means that you're scared. You're scared of the Balor Club, you're scared of Triple H, and you're scared of the monster among men, Braun Strowman. I'm not afraid of you, Finn Balor. As a matter of fact, I knew you were going to talk all that junk, because you see, this is a pre-recorded video. And the screen shuts off. And all of a sudden, there's smoke filling the arena uh, around the, the ring. Luckily, the fans are not being smoked out. That would be a fire hazard. Uh, so all of a sudden, in gas masks, there's three men are are surrounding the ring. And they took out... Rod Strowman and Triple H and Finn Balor's all alone. Oh, did I mention Finn Balor's on crutches from last week? No, you didn't. Because he is. He is. He's on crutches. It's good to know. That's right. I just forgot that part. Uh, I have a thing that I'm doing. Okay. <coughs> what? <coughs> Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, He's not afraid of you, even if he's on his crutches. I'll fight you. I'll fight you with my crutches. That's all well and good. Oh, he took off his mask because the smoke is gone now. There's, there's no more gas. The three men are there. You're all too scared to face me, even if I'm on my crutches. I will take you all on. Because you're afraid to show your faces. We're not afraid. Um, We're not afraid, Finn. It's all a part of my plan. But let me introduce you to one of the members of my gang. Of my group. We are called Superior. And let me introduce you to one man. And he is... Alistair Black! Oh shit, you asshole. That's right. That's right. Alistair Black removes his gas mask and he's, he's intense 
he just kicks Finn Balor in his shocked face. And Balor's down. He takes Finn Balor's crutches and just starts wailing on him. He's got one and the other masked guy got the other one. You find out who my friends are when I say you find out who my friends are. And we fade to black. Cool. Yeah. Take that. I I raise your authors of pain, one Alistair Black. You mean you raise my Corey Graves? Well, that wasn't the plan. I didn't know anything about this Corey oh. Graves okay. thing. Hold on a second, I gotta get back to this. I hope uh, you forgive my uh, improvisational uh, wrestling matches. Oh, it's fine. I'm... You know why? Because. I fast forward most of the matches I watch. Yeah, I know. So there you go. That's that's this. You know week. me. I like the intricate detail. I like. You see, um, I think when I was watching uh, Tough Enough, they were um, when they were showing them how to work a match and everything. They were they were they were they kept emphasizing how you can't just do moves. There has to be like in between. Like, it has to look natural. It can't look like, I did this move, and then I do that move, and then I do that move. That, like, it has to, like, when you tie it together with things that make sense in between, it makes it look more realistic. So, for me, to envision it, like, for the most part, I'll either lay out a whole match, or I just say, this person won with this method and this move. Right. Because... I can't, I almost can't process it any other way. I can't process the in-between. True. So it it really, like, I like to visualize it. Also, I think it's good practice for when you and I go to wrestling school and have our one match together. Okay. I really want that to happen. I think it would be a lot of fun. I think you want to grab my junk. I don't want to go anywhere near your junk. Okay. Well, I'm going to Bronco bust you. No. That's my finisher. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to Bronco bust. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wow, look at that. Yeah, that's what peaking is, bro. I wouldn't know. I've yet to peak. Critiques, comments. Uh, good, strong episode. Uh, yeah. Who is the third man? You probably haven't decided yet. <laughs> or have I? Probably not. By the way, Alistair Black's been my plan forever. What do you think of the group name? Group names take time to really um develop because, like. The Four Horsemen happened naturally. Uh, the Shield, I was like, oh, Shield, Shield of Justice. And then it's like, okay, they're the Shield. You stop thinking of what the word is, and you just think of those three guys as the Shield. Right. So now it's just about uh, Seth Rollins, Alistair Black, and the third person becoming superior. But they already feel they are superior. Obviously. So it's just a matter of them showing it without flamethrowers or crutches. There was no flamethrower. Last week. This week. I know. <laughs> just smoke. Oh, yeah. Gas. Fucking toxic gas. It wasn't toxic. Yeah. It was just enough to confuse. I, I guess. Don't worry, dude. There's deep, tab. intricate layers to what I'm... And planning here. I believe you. That's why I asked about when the rumble is. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot I, about the Mrs. rematch, so that's why I put that in there. Okay, good. Easy. Yeah, I, I forgot about uh, Kevin Owens's U.S. title opportunity. So I had to put something in there too. Now I gotta. Yeah, I got things I gotta figure out. You see, if we were actual writers for the WWE, we'd have like storyboards. And it would say, start date, what happens, end date, 
what's going to happen, and then we'd fill in all the middle. We'd have it all have each. I like to surprise the audience with my shit, mm-hmm. and you. Oh yeah, that's good. That's the goal. Uh, what do you think about my, um, my Bray Wyatt fix? I think that's good. So now you got a guy with supernatural powers, essentially, probably on your show. Most likely. Well, you you worked it in a bit with Dolph. Yeah, I did. The, the Born. I keep forgetting that you, you uh stole that from the Strain. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Because I was thinking Born Again. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Born yeah. Again Christian. Because mm-hmm. you know Bray Wyatt's good. Yeah, and you can't call him the Reborn because that's Matt's idol. Yeah. Well, he's not. I feel like. The reborn, I can just call him the retard. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, of course not. I'd ask where we're at, but we can't tell because you got three fucking audio tracks. 30 plus 17, 47, and then other things. So we can do whatever we want. If you want to talk about something, there's something you want to bring up. Uh, Oh, what do you think about they, they announced some of the teams for the mixed uh, mix match challenge. Uh, I didn't think we would talk about that. Why uh, not, dude? I thought it was great. Like they're pairing Alexa Bliss with Braun Strowman. Now, is that to show how tiny Alexa Bliss is, or how enormous Braun Strowman is? Yes, I think both. And then, like, part of me was visualizing like, what if, like, he'd break her in half, right? Oh, uh, I don't want to. I can't. I can't visualize that. No. Well, as an engaged so, man, in in, <laughs> in my visuals, it's always me. Right, I get that. It's not gay, bro. It's just kind of weird, right? Oh, completely, completely weird. Probably break her off, bro. Yeah, some anime shit happening here. Craig, and how fitting is Charlotte Flair teaming up with Bobby Roode? Oh yeah, it's the closest you're gonna get to Charlotte Flair teaming up with Ric Flair. Yeah. It's the Robe Gang. <laughs> the Robe Gang. Robe Gang Roll Ride. And uh, Naomi and her husband. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's official, right? Yeah. That was announced. Lana and Rusev. Day. Duh. With Becky and... I was expecting it to be Becky and Finn, but I think it might not Finn be. Balor's on Raw. It's supposed to be SmackDown versus Raw. Oh, is it? Yeah. That would be awesome. Ah, right? Wikipedia page. So. Uh, Sasha and Finn. Uh, Becky's not announced yet. Oh, I hope she gets somebody good. Nia Jax and was have you heard this one yet? Nia Jax and Apollo Crews. Poor Nia Jax. That's a shitty partner. Like you think they use people that are doing things. Cruz is really athletic. It doesn't matter how athletic he is. He's got no storyline. He's got no character. He's a charisma vacuum. So for Raw. These uh, superstars have not been assigned a partner yet. Ruby Riot, Asuka, Bailey, Goldust, and The Miz. I'm holding out for Ruby Riot and CM Punk. Crossing my fingers. Crazy. <laughs> praying to, to, to any deity that will listen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fan vote will be either Jason Jordan or Elias or Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's going to win that shit. Come on. Like, well, actually, Elias, maybe. A lot of people have been backing him. A lot of people have been uh, popping for him. Yeah, I think it's going to be Samoa Joe. Yeah, they. Yeah. I mean, they WWE already accidentally said it would be Samoa Joe, and then and then for SmackDown, Becky, Carmella, Enzo, Sammy, Shinsuke. And, Wait, Enzo for SmackDown? Oh yeah, they took Enzo out and they replaced him with. There was confusion. Yeah, it's not Kurt Angle. Yeah, he's, it's just he's just saying he's replacing him with someone else. When is this? Starts in the 16th. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'd like to see it. I mean, I'm not like chomping at the bit for it. I hope after it airs on Facebook Watch that it goes to the network. No, that it'll it'll at least stay on Facebook. It should. Because like, I don't want to watch it live. Like, I'm doing a SmackDown. That's it. Then then Wednesday I watch NXT and maybe that. Or, uh, so it? is this like a tournament? Yeah. Cool. One match a week because it's only 20 minutes a week. Does the winner get a trophy? I don't know what the fuck the winner gets. 
Okay, jeez. Jeez. But I, I love the the promo they do with with the super close-up of Alexa Bliss's face. So Carmella's involved? Yeah. Who who would you tag Carmella with from SmackDown? Well, it's weird because one, two, SmackDown has two females and three dudes plus a member of the New Day, whoever wins the vote, as unassigned so far. Interesting. So I don't know how the hell they're doing this. Maybe they're bringing somebody in. Oh, man, so I guess we're not getting Xavier Woods teaming up with Paige huh. with her being on Raw and all. She was Raw. Uh, let's see. Hey, yo. Pit down like day one All right, so this article, according to Raja.com, Apollo Crews is the replacement for Enzo. Oh. He makes sense. He is Raw. Mm-hmm. He's a Raw guy. All right. Well... Close. I might have accidentally done that. That's all right. I think that's it. All right. Yeah. yeah. We're good, right? Yep. Thanks, guys. Uh, happy New Year. I hope it's great, and I hope you enjoyed Riz's Raw and Jer Smacked Out, respectively. Uh, hit us up. You know, the announcements have all this stuff. I don't even have to do anything. I could just hit the. I just hit stop right now. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do that. Thanks for listening. I uh, appreciate your time. We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Chair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Bookers Facebook page. Head over to Twitter if you want to contact us directly. It's the best way. Rich Deriz... R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers!